coming the creepy minds of mandalore what's gonna happen bestman bulletin texted me what do you say uh-oh what's going on on the internet exclusive lucasfilm has been hit with a breach of contract lawsuit over the upcoming series star wars the acolyte karen mccarthy is taking lucasfilm to court over being pink slipped after just a few weeks work last year uh-oh so uh we'll, we'll open that look at that um but right now we're going to review this thing called the mandalorian part three part two um before we begin uh there's this really cool event at star wars celebration if you're going and i suggest that you do go to this event if you don't go to this event you're gonna feel stupid because you're gonna go to celebration then you're gonna get bored after it's over and you're gonna be like well what can i do and you're gonna go eat fish and chips that's what you're gonna do you're gonna eat fish and chips by yourself like a stupid loser like you're jason ward on a thursday night and boy it's sad it's pathetic so uh if you go to this uh show there's gonna be a bunch of star wars celebrities ash the band is going to play who's a really good band if you're not familiar with ash you should listen to ash they're they're a good band listen to uh girl from mars listen to the jackie chan song listen to the clone song they did the official song from the for the um what was that game you know the ones with the republic commando game uh they did like the official clone song for that it's cool but uh yeah, and they got Robert Strange, who's Hondo Anaka in Galaxy's Edge. So this is like the live-action actor who plays Hondo. I would imagine this actor will play Hondo again when he shows up somewhere else. So uh, pretty cool place to get a, um, you know, an interaction, a signing as well. So it's going to be a cool show. So check it out. Don't mess it up. Also, like the show. Um, be like Star Wars Santa. Become a channel member. Support the channel. And uh, if you do, I will appreciate that. And um, when the great calling happens, I will make sure that the overlords spare you. Also, I could promise everybody who watches this show and likes the video, when you die, you will become a force ghost. But if you should die, having not liked the last video from me that you watched, when you die, you will not become a force ghost. That guarantee is taken off the table. So, uh, yeah, and you could you could um, listen to the show on on uh, what is it? Spotify and apple music and all that jazz too okay so don't be don't be a dummy dummy and uh, be like star wars santa and also check out star wars santa show it's one of my favorite star wars shows on the internet so it's gonna be cool um rob might be with us today we uh, talked about doing the show early today and then um i haven't heard from him today so i'm not really sure what's going on really quickly why don't we should we hit this article really quickly before we get into the uh the uh, review um just because, like, why not? That way, if Rob does come, then we don't really miss anything. But let's let's look and see what, what's going on with it with this old acolyte. Which, by the way, surprisingly, hearing really good things about the acolyte uh, recently, not bad things. But you know, legal troubles are legal troubles, and uh, so here, let me let me throw this article up. Let me share my screen. All right, this is from Deadline Hollywood on like Deadline Bollywood. Let me see. Is it, there it goes. You can do it. Come on, baby. You can do it. I know you can do it. There it goes. 
My computer is older than the Millennium Falcon. This is by Dominic Patton. Uh, Lucasfilm sued for egregious axing of producer uh, Karen McCarthy from Star Wars series The Acolyte. Look at her right there. They're like, look at her. Stop greeting at us like that. We're going to fire you. David, look at David Blaine. David Blaine's like, I can make her disappear forever. Okay. Um, exclusive. There is a disturbance in the force. Come on. Uh, really? Okay. On the same day, it became public that Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins helmed Star Wars projects were dormant. Lucasfilm has been hit with a breach of contract lawsuit over the upcoming backlight. And let's give a little bit of love to, to, to Jeff Snyder, even though he super, he takes super chat money from Chris and doesn't answer him. <laughs> um, but it makes me laugh. It makes, it's, I think it's funny, but uh, <laughs> like a hundred bucks. They're like, then they said uh, $2 super chat, get a $2 answer. That'll teach you Chris. But um no, I mean, this is pretty much most of the stuff isn't anything new that Jeff Snyder hasn't been saying from that article. Uh, the only thing is that Taika Waititi would be acting in his movie and it wasn't dead, which is a big thing. There is a big component to it. That's not that, that's, that's in direct opposition to what Snyder's been saying, but whatever. Don't care. Um, it's all interesting. OK, Ballers executive producer Karen McCarthy has been taken, has taken the Kathleen Kennedy run Disney division to court over being pink slipped from the Leslie Headland created series after just a few weeks of work last year. So, so she was only there for a little while. They were like, get the fuck out of the shit. Get, get out of here. You're not, I need to turn off this uh, stupid uh, flickering light thing that I got going on. Like it was funny for a second, but now I regret it. There we go. Um, what makes this action all the more bitter and telling of streamer competition for top talent is the UTA rep to McCarthy has been was being actively courted by Apple at the same time. Come on, I don't want this stupid read more. Get, get the fuck out of here. What, what, what are you guys doing, Deadline? What do you think I'm reading on? Like a fucking movie theater screen? Come on. All right. Baller. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So she got the axe. Uh, she was being courted by Apple at the same time to help run their 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 now Colin Farrell starring PI series Sugar according to the March 7th filing by Glasser Well Fink Howard Edgeman and Shapiro LLP come on shorten it up fucking lawyers read it here i just read a whole fucking book trying to say your title i'd fire you too um deciding to throw her lot in with the potential long-term commitment to Lucasfilm and the Acolyte in early April 22 McCarthy found herself in an employment death star and no cash to show for it at the sudden end, it seems. Or put it in bottom line terms, as a result of its bad faith and wrongful termination, defendants deprived Ms. McCarthy's significant employment, which she would have earned millions of dollars over the life of the series. Over the life of the series? I mean, life? Whatever. Live of the series? What the fuck? Who knows? All, all we know is she's eating at 7-Eleven now. She's she's getting a big bite and a, and a drink for three bucks because that's all she can afford now. She's living hand to mouth. Um, after setting up the corporate pursuit of the seasoned McCarthy by Apple and Lucasfilm and how the EP was the choice for the acolyte, the jury seeking complaint details how she got to work quickly on April 7th, 2022 and how 
a broad strokes agreement full of UK hotel allowances and per diems was sent over to her agent, David Morris, on April 11th. In fact, in that email to Morris from Lucasfilm, VP Physical Productions Candace Campos, the exec, makes a point of saying how we really want to make this work. Then it all seems to go wrong fast. What? There's no period or anything. Uh, two weeks later, without explanation, without reason, without justification, Lucasfilm told McCarthy it wanted out of the deal. The 12-page filing in L.A. Superior Court says. Okay, so we're in the L.A. Superior Court. This is serious. By this time, the Apple offer was gone. Apple had to move on and found another executive producer for sugar. McCarthy now had neither deal. Damn, that, that's shit. At the same time, I mean, why would she let go, though? Um, as disappointing as the new situation was, it seemed like McCarthy took it in the spirit of this being show business. She's like, that's show business, folks. And not show friends. <laughs> and made for the exit, expecting to be compensated. That's where things appear to get messy, even by Tinseltown standards. Uh-oh. When, <laughs> when McCarthy went to Lucasfilm and requested to be paid straight cash. Uh, Lucasfilm denied that they even had an agreement, even though they had made their offer containing all the material deal points. Tony McCarthy accepted that offer. Lucasfilm had McCarthy start right away, and Lucasfilm sent to McCarthy a memorandum of agreement, memorializing the terms, including that McCarthy had already commenced working. In further disregard of McCarthy and the work she'd already done, Lucasfilm offered to pay McCarthy 5,000 big ones for a single day's work. Jesus. Uh, McCarthy rejected Lucasfilm. No wonder why Disney Plus doesn't have any fucking money. Um, McCarthy rejected Lucasfilm's anemic and insulting offer. And even though Lucasfilm acknowledged that McCarthy had, in fact, performed work for it, Lucasfilm never paid McCarthy for that work. McCarthy is therefore forced to bring this action to hold Lucasfilm accountable for its egregious breach of their agreement. It's bad faith denial of that agreement and for the statutory penalties McCarthy is entitled for its failure to pay her for her work. With that earlier statement of the EP losing out on millions of dollars hanging in the air, McCarthy attorneys Patty Glasser, Robert Allen, and Matthew W. Bernstein asked for a wide range of unspecified damages for their client. Reps for Lucasfilm did not respond for requests from deadline of the lawsuit. If and when they do, we will update. Yeah, they won't say shit. They won't even they won't even talk about movies they canceled. Um, as for the Acolyte itself, there is no Disney Plus debut date for the eight-episode Amanda Stenberg-led series. Yeah, it's not this year. Um, however, we do know the, that filming has been going on since October 22, on the other side of the pond. Well, it depends on what side of the pond you're on, right? Uh, seemingly with the with the tone of the Tony Gilroy created Andor mystery thriller, The Acolyte is set at the murky end of the High Republic, which is the era before the Star Wars flicks kick off. And aside, that's kind of a nice way of putting it, actually, um, for as much, uh, you know, stupid, like, Star Wars is back kind of fluffy dialogue. That's a good way of putting that. Um all that aside, with Glasser on one side and Disney lawyers on the other, this legal standoff over McCarthy's money and deal may be where the real lightsabers come out. Uh-oh. So, okay. 
So nothing too nothing too crazy there, but it's a definitely an interesting uh, development there. So yeah, and once again, if you're going to celebration, hit this up. This is like a a, a big deal. And um, hey, Rob Roberto, you're here. Sorry, I was bathing in the waters under Toys R Us. So, oh, nice, yeah, nice. I gotta cleanse myself. I, I I just read an article knowing that if I read the article, it would summon you because you love legal <laughs> trouble. <laughs> I do love legal trouble. Like, <laughs> how did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Who's getting sued? Um, a producer from the Acolyte was like basically offered another job, didn't take it. Some shit got messy, and then she didn't get the the producing job and she didn't get paid so she's like pay me so it's not that interesting but it's still like um you know we'll see what happens maybe there's more to it but um so really quickly uh it's funny i uploaded like a whole slideshow for us today and uh this thing reads it backwards so i'm having to do the slides backwards today but it's it's working okay so there's that'd be our first shot but really quickly this is not the first shot (laughs) <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, it's not a shot for shot. It's like 36 slides. Oh, okay. All right. okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, really quickly, like in this episode, there was like a couple of important things and uh, obviously the way it ends, which we'll, we'll get to, but I wanted to hit this before I forget because I pulled some quotes. And in season one of The Mandalorian, we have Quail talking to Mando when he's trying to ride the Blurg, Star Wars Santa's favorite monster. And he says, your ancestors wrote the great mythosaur. That's kind of, you know, I think that's when we look at where we're at with the series, that's an important quote now. And he's like, surely you can ride this young foal, you know? So it's like, he's saying like, you guys used to ride the mythosaur. Worst part of that episode. (laughs) No, you're fucking, you're high Worst part of that, cringe part of that episode, man. Good Um, character, but that writing was, oof. Yeah, he has spoken, all right? Um, no, they don't do that. He has spoken joke line anymore, right? He's dead. <laughs> he can't do it anymore. Well, he's force voting. <laughs> <but. laughs> um, he was. He were spoken. <laughs> remember when that guy? Remember that little pig used to speak? Uh, so <laughs> then there's the the in um, Book of Boba Fett. The armorer is talking about the sigil um, of the mythosaur and said the songs of eons past foretold of the mythosaur rising up. To herald a new age of Mandalore. So I think that it those quotes um are kind of important. Kind of funny that uh Boba Fett really um is not pertinent to that apparently, but is literally just a conversation piece to get that piece of information to us <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, but, classic uh, Favreau. Classic. classic Favreau. But uh, you know, th- these things they weren't put in there for no reason. They 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 could have just been some some fluffy you know oh a new age of blah 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 foretold you know bullshit but uh it does appear that there's some intent here so so um this first shot that we're gonna look at is uh it looks like they're not doing pod racing um on this boon to eve they're just racing a couple of lame speeders down down the street you know yeah I mean, yeah. it's not bad. It's it's not like really the point, so it doesn't matter. But man, tattooing used to be a lot cooler. Just gonna throw that Here, out there. Here's the thing, too. Great, like the visual effects on this episode are top notch, right? Like they did a great for, job for so, Disney Plus. I for, if you expect Disney more, Plus, you will show, always show, be sad. It looks better in game with fuck. It looks better in anything on TV and most movies. So let's just be honest, right? Like, yeah. Like um, 
But there is a fundamental problem I have with this episode. It kind of starts here where I, I'm a fan of the, the, the kind of storytelling where you're along with someone. Like you are sort of like a surrogate, like you're in the moment, right? Like more like first so person, kind of in a right, in a way. sort of where you're you're going along in the adventure, right? You feel, I feel like a New Hope does the best of it out of the first three, where you're kind of Luke, right? In a way, right? Like it doesn't start that way, but you eventually get to there where you're kind of like him. Yeah, you know? you, you're kind of picking so up people. You, and you use the Force the way the way they do the Alec Guinness line at the end of that New Hope. Like you're hearing the Force the way Luke's. You, you, so there's a there's a transference there. Mm-hmm. Here it is very expositional. Outside we're looking at things, right? Very and I sort of like like this is one of those things where. Like had this been like a little, like that that the, the race. Like if you had been the Rodian, you know, and he had wiped out over here, and then he ends up at Paley Moto's. You know what I mean? Like where you're in the cockpit a little bit, kind of crashes into something, you know. And he's like, "Ah, oh, it's gonna cost me." There goes my money, you know. And then he's over mm-hmm. here, and he's still getting ripped off. You can kind of play off it a little bit, you know. Yeah. But this has no connection. I I was like, all right, you're putting it together because they explain the joke three times to you, mm-hmm. right? Like, and he. This is what I love about the Favreau Paley Moto jokes. They have to be told in threes. So you, if you didn't get it the first two times, you're gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, third. Yeah. We were we were talking about how there was some some uh, indications that you know, this season was inspired by the kid, the Charlie Chaplin one uh, film. And in that film, there's um, a moment where the kid goes around throwing baseballs or rocks or something through windows, shattering windows. And then Charlie Chaplin shows up and it's like, oh, I, I'm a window fixer. How convenient. And then he fixes windows. And I, this whole moment was almost just to like do their version it, of that, but with, not with Mando and Grogu, which is kind of his, strange. His writing seems to be a punchline in search of a setup, mm-hmm. right? Like he sort of starts with the gag and then works it backwards and everything like lines up to, to that gag. But I feel like it's telegraphed so much that you know the gag five minutes ahead and you're just watching all the other <laughs> characters catch up, you know? Yeah. I think the average person watching this won't get that. But but I, I the slippery slope with this sort the slippery slope with this sort of writing is eventually if you end up in a pattern, you can parody yourself. And if you parody this, you end up in Vespa territory. You, you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. where things are so on the nose and they're so you're like, okay, I guess it's written for like a five year old who's not paying attention. Yeah. So like this this whole joke, man, like there's stuff here. The droid gag humor here is great, but mm-hmm. but um man, she just keeps saying this. Like we heard this, we get it, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. Like it's I, I, I think people I think gen- generally speaking, the, the fan base likes her. So this whole stuff right here is is working with the general audience who's in the show now for three seasons and for really four seasons of the book of Boba Fett. And so, but I, I know what you mean. Like, I, I think that like what you're hitting on though is a sort of change in the show from more micro-based, here's a little father and son to now I think we're starting to pull out <laughs> into the, the galaxy, uh, the pull wider, back, the yeah. wider pull back to the wider like like characters mm-hmm. and the, the people that play. And that's where the show might start to lose people over time. But this is where I'm like, mm-hmm he's been doing this Mandalorian thing for a while. He doesn't know anybody else who can get a part, but this person, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, I just don't know. You know, like I don't buy it. It's just another, I don't know, like whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he, he likes her. He likes her. He trusts her. He lets her watch his kid. 
he if he was you know maybe he, he's like she fucks Jawas. So if anybody can can get me, she the looks heart, like Amber O'Neill. Right. Um, I like that she's still missing her tooth from Book of Boba Fett. Uh, that's great. That's a great little detail. She didn't get it fixed. She's just still missing it. And um, but so so it's like so I'll I'll go with it for the for the um for the fun. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I mean, could they have made new characters? But I don't know. I like I like I like Pelly, so I don't mind it. And a lot of this. Yeah, stuff I want to give special trailers. props. The mm-hmm. one joke during that scene I thought that was really great was just when R5 starts to shake and then backs up. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that was like, that's just the, you don't need the, the you know what I mean? The, then the, the, you're scared of kid. Like, I get all that, but it, it was, it worked just fine right there. I thought that was really great. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, this entering the planet shot stuff is really great. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. The, um, I think this show is benefiting from that year of po- that ex- that year of post production. It really makes Kenobi you know? look pretty pretty tough, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, but but like, but also yeah. but 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 remember the parameters of this. Kenobi was meant to shoot and come out. This got to fucking sit around itching its balls for like a year, you know. And and it's and oh, it's, it's a good thing. It's it's a it's it's definitely like for the best. And that's what's sort of good about having like acolyte almost in the can and skeleton crew in the can and ahsoka in the can like i don't think we shouldn't have any more of that sci-fi really good visual effects for sci-fi channel it kind of bullshit anymore i don't think we will but fucking every production needs a of of this size and and this scope needs a year in post you know like just for the compositing forget layering in visual effects just compositing i mean if you follow hugo's desk the the youtube channel hugo is um a professional compositor so they go through visual effects in different films and they're the ones that were telling about the the weta breakdown of the batman right yeah really stuff that you've never seen before i wish they put it out but um he go he's he really brings out you know the importance of compositing and how it plays into even the smallest of visual effects on films that you know, when you go, oh, that looks fake, and you're like, no, that's real, but that's fake, and you can't mm-hmm. tell composite. And here, it's pretty, it's extremely seamless. Put it yeah. that way. Like the composite, I think it's some of the best compositing this season I've seen in any any Star Wars show, really. The compositing is good, and while Obi Wan Kenobi made a lot of people and and Book of Boba Fett together, and once again made really fast and during the pandemic but made people really not trust the volume because they give the volume a a, a a bad name i would say for a long time but here we could see in this episode and the last episode that the volume is fucking great if you don't rush it if you give it the the tlc it deserves it it works it's fine yeah like you don't have to do an entire star wars movie with blue screens you can actually mm-hmm. shoot outside too right and right and you can, again, one hundred percent. And as a asking Meg, and, <laughs> if, I, if I if I if I ask Meg a question about Attack of the Clones, she has to appear. It's... Um, <laughs> this, but like also as a Star Wars fan, let's not really like I. I a lot of us uh, we're, we're a bit spoiled in twenty twenty three. But look at if I went back in a time machine, and I told you, hey guys, uh, in twenty twenty three, you know, ten fifteen years ago, there's going to be an episode where. A man, a man, a silver Mandalorian is flying a fucked up N1 Naboo starfighter with R5D4 and a baby Yoda in the back. And then they go and they go into a cave and there's two Mandalorians at a camp and they're having a conversation. You would be fucking intrigued. 
you'd be like, what the fuck? Make that today. And here we are and we're, we're having it. So I'm, I'm, I am appreciating where we're at right now. And the fact also, that like, I appreciate that I somehow missed that. There's a, I don't know how I, I missed it last episode, but there's a, a hell, a Mando helmet shape designed to, to Bo-Katan's castle. Like I just missed it. The first when you, uh, yeah, let me, um, th- there, there's a whole thing, um, w- about Mandalore in, in the uh, clone wars. Okay. They're, they're like Batman. They got to work their symbol into everything. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's Very one cool. of, it's one of like, like Filoni's like earlier, you know, kind of, um, one of the things he did like earlier on in it, like, uh, here, let me, let me see if I could, sh- I'll share this, um, thing with you right now because mandalore itself and and here's one thing i wanted to i another reason to bring this up is i wanted to uh show this because i feel like if you are watching this episode having not seen the clone wars some things i don't think read that well in the dark ass cave that that read a lot better when you know what mandalore was supposed to look like I could have maybe used a flashback. That's something I would maybe to like be like a little bit critical of is I could have maybe used like a flashback showing to what it once was just so that way we know what it is now, you know? But um, if, as you can see right here, like, like right here is Bo-Katan and she's with Ahsoka and the Clone Wars. And look at the window right here. You can see Boba Fett's like the Mandalorian chess piece thing right here, like in the window. And there's like a lot of like the architecture all pulls from um, like like right here you could kind of see like what it looks like in in the Clone Wars and all of it pulls from the armor designs and stuff like that. So yeah, in the same way that they did the flashback on Boba Fett episode six with the Terminator sequence, yeah, I think the place for it would have been um, when Mando first appears, shows up, and he's talking to Grogu. You know, mm-hmm. they could have flashed back and shown the city you know there yeah. where he's describing things you know like, like but um like, because there's see, no see right here rob see the uh, the uh, diamonds see like like the giant bonsai trees here on top of the building and like like the the the, the uh, chest diamond is kind of there like there's it's pulling from all of that stuff so it's it's well designed it's 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 cool but um if but you like you don't really get that from the episode you don't really feel it at all too much anyways so <clears throat> See if I could get the slide back up. <laughs> look, look, look at the sub, whooshing, <laughs> whooshing. Yeah, well, I know that. Whoosh. <laughs> so, yeah, we we land on um, Mandalore, and it's it's all fucked up. It's become sort of like a cross between the Wizard of Oz, between the Emerald City, and Superman's Fortress of Solitude. After the uh, what we saw in Book of Boba Fett, where they blast the hell out of it and nuke it and send K2SO droids in and kill everything in sight that, that they can. And um, also, not to throw shade at Kenobi, but that shot right there, mm-hmm. go back. They, if you look, they actually added in little like air dust getting across the, 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 the floor because you're outside and there's wind. Yeah. Right. So they're on the volume, so they can't do it, but they comped it in. That's all I was asking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Atmospherics to let you know to make you feel more like you're outside. It's not, not a ton of stuff, but it does sell the scene. It doesn't feel just static, you know. Yeah, and 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 but for every compliment, there are a lot of stuff like this, where you're just like, <laughs> what is going on? 
You know what I mean? Like more locks. Yeah, it's it, it, things are like really, really hard to like see. Hey, how's it going, Max? Max and Dow is here. I know we can't hear you, Max, yet, but Max is here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Um, maybe Mohawk got her back for getting fixed. Like I'm gonna get you. But um, there was, yeah, there, there, there's a couple of like character moments that I I like in the episode. By the way, before I forget to hit on them with Grogu specifically, where like the the light goes on, like he emulates his father. But later on, when he's with Bo-Katan, and she's like, "You need to show me where to go." Whoa, how's it going, Max? Max is speaking Chinese. <laughs> um, Max she is has the most technical. She always has the worst technical problems every time. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, when when. You, you can see like Grogu like get brave, and when he gets brave later on with Bo, he turns on his light, you know, and like leads the way. It, it, there's just these like little kind of like neat little moments that, um, like the R five one that you mentioned, but there's a lot with yeah, Grogu. and they're and they're nonverbal, you know, they're mm-hmm. you're you're seeing and being told the story. I think I think Mando executes best when there's minimal. I'm not saying minimal talking. It's not that yeah. I get like, hey, I'm teaching my kid. I'm going to tell him. I understand that's pretty smart exposition, but you don't need to say this place was used to look cool three times. You could have just showed us when it looked cool, and then you yeah. could have seen the re- the sadness on Bo-Katan's face when she sees what it's become, and we would we would have experienced both and put it together. This yeah. this having to say it three times in an episode. I don't right. know about you, but do, people don't like it here when I repeat my jokes. Two times, sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. once, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, had fun. Yeah. Right. Um, so. yeah, I I thought about this too. I was like, you know, they could have they could have had Bo with a dream or something. You know, there could have been a way of getting at it. But right, especially when she's at the um, the castle, mm-hmm. right, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it would have been like that would have been another place you could have inserted that thought. You know, that yeah. flashback because I do go. Like I get Batman just sits in his cave, but he is like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, building gadgets and, and and maybe, you know, doing you know, getting getting dirt on Gordon just in case he, or, you know, he needs I mean let's let's be fair. He's just getting Morgan Freeman to, to do it. He's listening to Nirvana. No, no, he's a different different series now, buddy. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about see you are just you're just picking and choosing your Batmans now. Um yeah. Yeah. but no well, got me there. Yeah. So okay, let me see. And then right here. We get where, cool. yeah, and uh, I, I was I was almost curious for all of the talk of the white Mando helmet from the proto. Is that the white Mando helmet from the prototype um, Boba helmet? Yeah, I thought, I thought that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, it's so dirty. It's kind of a hard read, but that's kind of what I thought it was too, or potentially, anyways. But you know, good, but fun shot. You know, I liked it. Now this motherfucker, this thing at times I think it when it's when it's working really well, it reminds me of Phil Tippett. It reminds me of Mad God Phil Tippett stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if Phil Tippett designed this, or if somebody just really wanted to impress Phil Tippett. <laughs> Whichever, uh, Phil Tippett is is felt in these um, moments, and um, yeah, it's a good design. There, there are times when it when it doesn't read, and there's times when it reads really well, and it and when it reads really well, like you almost get like a War of the Worlds, like the the aliens inside the ship kind of like feeling. It's almost like if you took the War of the Worlds alien and stuck it slash Dianoga and stuck it inside General Grievous at moments and the Beetle and stuff. But 
I I'm not really a big fan of insectoid robots necessarily, but I think right. It's but that's smart. the Clone Wars. If you're going to invoke mm-hmm. the Clone yeah. Wars, you don't have a choice. So that was right. the design they went with. You but know? no, but that's so. where it's smart because insects read. You know what you know what it is without having to s- s- look at it too much. Is what I was going to say. Yeah, and it's but, filthy mm-hmm. all the way through. You know, mm-hmm. so. I mean, yeah. but how long has this dude been? I mean, it can't be many Mandos that show up. I guess maybe it'd be one thing if there was like a Jawa robe, you know, like that Jawa trader sold it to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, how many dudes is he catching down there now? Like, yeah, yeah, who knows? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, this is like, like the, 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 the PC bought from the, from the, from the Jawa traders may have been more from the surface, but or not too deep, deep in, you know? And, um, yeah, the, the uh, craft itself, like my my son thought it was one of the Clone Wars droids, and it looks almost like it's a mashup of the Clone Wars stuff with the probe droid. But yeah, I yeah. think that's maybe what they're going for with it, you know? Yeah, it feels like if Joe Johnston was working on a special edition of Attack of the Clones, you would have kind of mm-hmm. sort of got this, you know? Like, or if you, you know. let Phil Tippett so. do the Attack of the Clones stuff, probably <laughs> like this eye. I, I mean, and, it's- it's clearly like a Dalek, right? Like it's a little, it's like a little Dalek who doesn't talk. It's got the big eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fucking weird. And, um, Del, uh, Del says this is, this is the bottom of the living waters. And then Robert says, Grogu seemed to vibe with Bo in a different way from how he interacts with Pele. Bo treats him like a person while Pele treats him like a baby novelty. Bo spoke to him. Uh, Bo spoke to him about him, about her past with the with the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, she does. She uh, she holds him, uh, I guess, to the standard of a foundling as opposed to Pele Moda, who was like we could have sold him to a petting zoo. Remember, she says that at one point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But he does like her. He almost says her name in the episode Pele Moda. That is, she's like, did he say my name? I don't think he did, but. Yeah, great job on his sound design, like the like cat purrs, you know, mm-hmm. very cat-ish, very pretty good. That's yeah. Max, can you you work now? You working? No, no, Max, no, no. Max. <laughs> no. <laughs> Max is Max is being all like, I'm not going to say anything until it's like the cool moment to say something. I get it, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that eye, that Deep eye is robotic chittering. Deep robotic chittering. I I was gonna turn off the uh, subs, but I thought they were kind of too funny. Sometimes no, like, turn gonna... on the subs. Know what I'm <laughs> saying? Just turn them on. Chittering, chittering, chittering. Yeah, maybe some chitterings. Some robot chitterings. Okay, but I'm gonna get some. Bye. Yeah, definitely. But I, I'm I'm a yeah. I, I I was a fan of it. It was pulling from like a lot of stuff, like. But just love the little shot that Gregory though, so I included it because you know he's adorable. I, why? Why? I almost you? wish the structure of the episode had, if we had moved away from the, if we had spent more with the Boon to Eve, you know, and and cut it off when he got captured, and then he has to escape, and yeah. then the next episode, you know, you could have opened it this way. You could have put a flashback, and then in this one, we I don't know. There's a way you could have took these events. You know, filled out the things you were describing with the flashbacks and then made it a two-parter. Right. It's just so you could have had a little bit more time. Like the campfire scene is like a great resolution, but it it's like in between two big, you know, action beats kind of thing. So it's Yeah, if it was Tony Gilroy's Mandalorian, it definitely would have went that way, I think. Right, um right, right. this this right here, there's actually a couple of for those of you who are gonna watch it again. 
uh, I'm going to give you homework. Tell me tomorrow if you watch it again tonight. Like we go back to R5D4 a few times and I'm like, there's like a moment where like R5D4 turns on like the surveillance camera on the N1 to like watch them walk away and stuff. And I was like, well, why? Like, why is this right. here? Is this just to keep track of R5 because like maybe children might care about him and like he's there and he's with them. And like, is that, was that the point? I was, that was as an edit, as an, I'm in no way an editor, but my editor brain was like, why? You know, it's a question I have yeah. watching it. It would have been more interesting if if the shot had just been you could have had a first person like his eyeball like he zooms in like it would have been fun to see through the eyes of a droid kind of bit yeah or if you just got the him looking out the window and doing like the r2 <laughs> coup the coup you know what i mean the, mm -hmm. you know kind of yeah or something. yeah i i would i when i was looking at it i was like you know what i probably would have had them do was maybe start some like atmospheric stuff going on like snow or rain just to like yeah. show that that it's ooh, it's getting more dire. You know what I mean? It had an R five out there, and you're like, you might might have felt it more. Sometimes I feel like Favreau is uncomfortable allowing the nature of uh, the setting of an area to to speak. Uh, it, it's that slat. He did swingers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like sometimes I feel like he's he needs to like he feels he needs to like Robert Downey Jr. improv everything up a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like like I don't know, like. Feeling the desolation and the, the the uncertainty is, I think, plays stronger to Star Wars than explaining the danger and uncertainty. Yeah, know? and it might be simply budgetary at the end of, at the end of the day. Max, are you there? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, can you are there. I can hear you. Sorry. How's it going, Max? Oops, I forgot my mic was on. No, <laughs> she's, a, she's she's on Mandalore right now. So. I am. Max, you're on a Star Wars show. You're supposed to have the mic on or we can't hear you. <laughs> can you hear me? I can. Yes, yes we can. Yeah. Loud and clear. <laughs> Over and out. 10-4. Right, Thanks. Roger, Roger. Reiner, <laughs> <laughs> Reiner. Yeah. So did you did you stay up last night and watch it, um, Max, or did you, did you watch no, it this I, morning? No, actually, I did stay up. Because yeah. by the time I realized, I looked at the time, it was like, 145 i'm like i might as well just stay up and watch yeah, it yeah right it was really good i want to hear the, the the sad part i fell asleep at 11 50 in the morning come, at night <laughs> last night i'm just kidding it comes out at midnight for me i fell asleep Ooh. and i woke up at like good. 2 30 in the morning and then i, I watched it and then i uh, went back to bed and then i woke up and watched it i have a, I have a sick kid home today again fever uh -huh. and everything the kids man i being out of school i think for that for that like you know two years mm -hmm. just, just viruses or whatever just running rampant everybody's sick all the time now so okay. anyways uh so we woke up and we, we watched it and uh yeah I, I i enjoyed it but i have a confession to make what? For the first time i'm going to concede that reading spoilers diminished it a little bit for me so Did I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest yeah I, i'm up and the, the, the reason the reason being is that my brain was able knew what it was going to look like down there in the mines of mandalore that's what you call it right i knew what it was going to look like I, we, we had seen the sets before we we knew we had seen shots and stuff from trailers and stuff like that that's so not what i meant yeah so when it's just like a bunch of like dark shots in a cave 
and we know the beat for beat what happens. Uh, I, I feel like as I watched the episode, I'd already seen it for the most part. She's talking oh. about the chitterous, Jason. The robot oh. chitterous. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I know where it but, is. But we're talking out of hundreds of Star Wars episodes of things <laughs> I've known spoilers for. This is the first time I've been like, yeah, diminish it a little bit. <laughs> so so don't worry. I haven't changed my ways. So unsubscribe to the show. No. Don't follow the channel. We're ruining that Star Wars. <laughs> so um, right here. Is that here, the ice cream maker? No, right here we, we have we have, we have have uh, Katie Sackhoff taking a deuce. It does uh, look like that, I have to say. And that's how I look when I'm, when I'm going right there. I got my phone out and fucking playing Tetris or something, you know? <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> Game Boy Tetris. Game Boy fighting Tetris. with people on Twitter or something like that, you know? Oh, gosh. But I, I like that. Is is that called a, a a bass relief? Is that what that's called? That that little thing behind her? It's a bidet. No, no, the thing on the wall. <laughs> the thing on the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. bass relief. Yeah. yeah. I, I I hope we get like like a, a clear they, uh, picture of it. Cool. They made a whole end <laughs> title sequence out of it in Age of Ultron. It ends with a giant bass relief of all the Avengers fighting Ultron. Remember? Oh, there's a there's a, a pet peeve of mine. Uh, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, they have one of these Duro-style characters fighting Jedi, and and it's in the um like big shop, but it's like it's like huge. It's probably like ten feet, maybe maybe it's not that. It's probably it's probably about eight eight feet, maybe. And um and every every time you walk in there, there's some fucking guy who's like, "This is the thing for Palpatine's office. If you've seen Revenge of the Sith as many times as I have, you would know that." And it's not. Did uh, Fabro write it? No, it's not Did the same right? one. Oh, and okay. every single time I'm just oh, like, do I confront this dumb fuck or do I do I let yes. him go about living his delusion? No, you do it. And what you do you throw it out for? What him. do you That's think? Me. No, what do you think <laughs> yes. the Larry David in me does? Yeah, I, can <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Okay, it's pretty. It's from Palpatine's office, huh? Yeah, no. on the left. Or was it the right of his office? <laughs> yeah. Was it was it in the front or in the back of his office? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Also, um, I, I want to, um, I want, I want to, before I forget too, um, she calls it pog soup. Is that P A W G? Is that fat yeah. ass white girl? Fat ass white girl soup? No, 90s pogs, man. Like spinners, God, you know, like the I, slammers. I right? think she's coming on to him, dude. I think she's like, like this <laughs> fat ass white girl, you know? And, yeah, I don't think Fagro knows. I think he thinks pogs are the game. I don't think he knows what poggers means. Like, yeah, so I, I think I think Favreau knows fat ass white girls because because uh, why not? But um, yeah, it made me laugh. Sorry, apple bottoms. Apple bottoms. Okay, Jason, apple bottoms. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but when you go to Pornhub, there's no apple bottom category. There's pog, fat ass white girl category. Come on, <laughs> get, get up with it, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, and right here we got we got Gr- Gr- Grogu. I, I will say I'm gonna I'm I love I love this whole like their heads looking out the cockpit shots. Uh, but in two episodes, I feel like it's been done now. Like I, I feel that way, episodes, man. Mm-hmm. I love fat but I feel there's a lot of repetition. This is where I'm like, mm-hmm. you need to bring on some extra writers and it's not the ideas or his execution or his talent. It's that you if you're singularly writing this many episodes for this many seasons, I mean, it's four series. You don't see Tony Gilroy single-handedly writing you know what I mean? Like three fourths of four different series. You're gonna get the same thing over and over well, again. It's just because you you shorthand your own writing. I'm blaming you the know? directors because they keep Certain, directing, but they it, keep but they directing. Show, like, it's, like, like like this could have been on from from the front on. He could have landed facing the, the the thing because he's the kid. 
They Except it could have been, been so visual effects heavy <clears throat> that it depends on how it was storyboard or animatic storyboarded, however you want to do. When I say storyboard, they're not just drawing them. Like, they're doing all the visual effects ahead of time. And I feel like the directors are just there to get performances on an individual episode. I don't think they're guiding I, too many. They brought the N1 cockpit up into the volume and set it up and then didn't want to move it again. And they, they yeah, did yeah, this yeah, yeah, shot yeah. and the other shot all up to probably at the same time. That's about to my guess. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, I don't know. But, but I'm saying it's funny. It's a good shot. But in two episodes, I've seen it now so many times that if I see it again, I'm going to groan. Oh, you will like the. Are back you the really? <laughs> I'm gonna groan, and when I groan, heads roll, Max. You got to oh, do jokes in threes per episode. That's <laughs> got to do it. Good shot. Yeah, I was trying to find this shot a few days ago, and I I think we must have saw that celebration. But me and Meg were looking for it, and we're like, I don't know. Did you imagine that? And I'm like, no. But I think that was in the celebration trailer. But uh, I will say, I know you were really apprehensive about this part when we talked about it. I thought it, I thought it moved. I didn't think it was, it was too bad. No, got... this was no. The Paley Moto bit was the worst part of it for me. Like, like draining. This uh, stuff. It's just the, the 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 exposition, but the the because the he again explained where everything was on a map. You know, I was like, it just depends on how they, they explain the geography. If they don't explain it right, you know, then you'll be like, whoa, because he's like, hey, she's right over there. So we we were right over there. Then we flew <laughs> a yeah. million miles all the way back to meet Rob's mom and get this shitty droid just to come all the way back. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know it he's was, spending a lot of money on gas. Yeah, you know? no, it like, was... It was done well because, like, when he's when he's showing Grogu like where the geography is on the ship on the N one, it's it's doing like two things. It's it's helping the audience understand the geography, and it's also making it believable that Grogu could go get her, which is you don't even need him to be able to do that because the droid right. can do it. But the fact I that, it, that he knows it, like, yeah. So so that's where I I am like, okay, this was well done. This was what maybe I, not even a first draft uh, idea. You know what I mean? What like, I'm what I'm goofing on yeah. isn't that. That execution is great. What I'm goofing mm -hmm. on is what isn't being said, which is, hey, we were right there last episode, but we flew all the way back to Tatooine just to come all the way back. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm like. I didn't think about yeah. that until I saw the map. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You you almost you almost could have done the Pele Moto sequence actually in exposition while he's talking to Grogu. They could have just mentioned like. We got a new guy back. They could have just showed up with a droid and she could have been calling. How's that droid work? I haven't gotten mm -hmm. there yet. You know what I mean? I had to fly yeah. out to you to not get the part. There's a smarter, I don't know, whatever. People are going, I liked it. I'm like, I, I, get, I get you liked This yeah, yeah. shot right here, there's something. You remember the show Airwolf? Yeah. So there love was like two Airwolf. versions of Airwolf. There's the one you and I remember with Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine. Mm -hmm. And all the visual effects were like, put on like a VHS tape and they turn on a TV, you could see it was behind the CRT TV. Mm -hmm. And then there's another season when Jam Michael Vincent left and it went to USA Network and they did early like green screen compositing. Yeah. Where they like they they tried to do like a digital ad. Yeah. And it never sits well. Like it doesn't look like it's in this this is it. This is the digital like that screen that footage doesn't look like that's happening on that screen to me. It's so yeah. I don't know like I, yeah. I don't my 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 thing was once again I was like, we got this shot, but we didn't get a better shot of Grogu landing or whatever. And I was like, what was the point of, of this one right here? And may, maybe it's just to tell us that R5's not going. You know, maybe that's maybe that's what they what they intended. But 
I was kind of like, why did we need it? Hey, the Old Republic is a channel member. Thank you for becoming a channel member, Old Republic. Look Yay. Up, yay. A whole lot of people. A whole, old it's Republic. Like, I still exist. My game is still, we still got updates. I'm still <laughs> we, smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then this is uh, that little character moment I like, like I said, where he turns on his light which is like him being like i'm gonna i don't know if man up is the word but essentially i'm gonna i'm gonna be a hero i'm gonna buck up and lead the way Mando and tells like, the robot to not be a baby like he almost wanted to use the p word right <laughs> like you know you know he wanted to <laughs> yeah a little bit he's like quit being a p word yeah, yeah. quit being a pussy grogu no, no, no! It's Disney. Disney. It's Disney. Pu- Disney <laughs> pussy. Can't, it, can't, you can't say that, Jason. God. Family show. Well, family don't show. don't worry. The uh, the uh, grifters are going to start going like, oh, um, um, she's saving him twice because she's the boss and he's a big pussy. You know, it's like never mind that she's a fucking Mandalorian princess who's like actually trained. You know what I mean? Bo-Katan, that is, and stuff like that. But that's that's <laughs> yeah, going to be the any, grift. If I had anything to to say about that in this fight is that he seemed to cut off more limbs in the Boba Fett episode in the freezer with the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And here it's like, it's almost like he never turned it on before. Right. And, you know, and it was so heavy. I don't know if it, if it's just, if it stays incrementally heavy for him or if it's just over, I don't know. It's, yeah. I was like, when he turns it on and then he's like, it just scrapes a dude. I'm like, they better start hacking dudes up. What's the point of having a lightsaber if he ain't cutting off limbs? Like, <laughs> but he did stab him. So babbling. Yeah. it's hilarious but yeah and then right here when we when we see it kind of like in its more cybernetic form like the mech stuff and i started to wonder hear me out here is there a chance something from this motherfucker is going to lead to the ig11 mech like will something from this contribute to that that's what I thought because I'm like, you know, you go all that trouble to try to find an IG thing and you get to this guy and I'm like, he's essentially just IG parts walking around. You know, you got a whole mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. 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 So if they if they don't pull from it, oops. <laughs> oops. I know, I know. I gotta be fair. I gotta let them tell their story and uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And when we get to the back end of it though, that's when we could start to go like, hey, you know, you could have done this. This is really um, fucking interesting. It's very it's cool, right? Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, but th- it's this cool. this is the stuff where I'm like, like I said, like either f- this is a Phil Tippett contribution, or they're trying to impress Phil Tippett, and in the process, impressing me and Max. Oh, um, you're on mushrooms. Phil Tippett's right? like, now you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, now you're getting mad, God weird. I'm into it. <laughs> but want to see what's in my ear? Like, no, Phil, we don't. I mean, to, to be fair, if it was <laughs> Mad God, this thing would have taken a deuce. Grogu would have eaten it and then turned into a crab and then shit out a baby, and then the baby would have become like the new heir to Mandalore. Like that's what yes. would happen if you let Phil Tippett have his way. And and I'm about it. I I, I appreciate it, you know. But um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, Quentin says, make me a member or else. Uh, you just you just got to go onto the main page. It's usually easier in the browser. And thank you for the super chat, Quentin. Uh, just go into the um, page and there's a me- little member button. Uh, hit that on the main page. On Usually on a computer, it's easier, but you, it can be done um, elsewhere. But if you have any problems, just uh, send me an email 
makingstarwars at gmail.com or whatever, and I'll, I'll guide you through it. And I appreciate it. I appreciate anybody who wants to contribute to the show. So anyways, um, yeah, so we, we got we got our creepy eye. And I, I like this, though. I like that we start off with with the two polar extremes of the of the eccentricities in Star Wars, where you start off with Paleomoto and Tatooine and, oh, here's pit droids and BD and glonk glonk kind of bullshit and Jawas. But then we get to the other fucking polar end by, by this episode where we're like looking at whatever the fuck this thing is. I mean, this thing is better than the Dianoga to me, if you ask me. A little, little bit of a Dianoga-inspired episode, but no Dianoga in it. And I appreciate that. I need to give him some false eyelashes. <laughs> a little bit of eyeliner, maybe. A little bit of yeah. guy liner. <laughs> it's the Peter Chung Aeon Flux eye, right? Like, get, that, get that guy from, uh, from uh, Lost with the guy liner on, you know, to, to, to play it. He kind of looks like Anakin. <laughs> it does have a little bit of that. I'm what remains. Is that what he said? Yeah. Kenobi? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is Electricity? that what he says? Yeah. Electricity cackling. <laughs> so, and then uh, right here we got, we got Bo and like, you can't kind of see some. Oh, I, hey, I thought Dave. it said cuckling. I don't know. I didn't read that right. Did it say cuckling? We doing that? Uh, no, it says, oh, no. it says crackling. Oh, bummer. So that's crackling. Oh, cracker jacks. Yeah. Okay, man. <clears throat> I mean, I think uh, cuckling was the idea you had for when somebody in Star Wars gets cucked and a baby is spawned from that. It's called the cuckling. And uh, mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember <laughs> Leland G having to write that down for you. Um, yeah. That was the thing, I think. Um, so, sounds, that's Dave uh, Baloney for you. Baloney is See, D. this is, this is the thing where I'm like, <laughs> all this stuff was cool, but the pacing with the episode, I'm like, that I don't know, it was like a it's a lot of big moments and then i don't know it's weird it's oddly paced for me but whatever right yeah then we're back like, to walking back to walking but it's a it's a good shot though yeah. if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna walk if you're gonna do a lot of walking like this is the kind of stuff that in star wars uh bad batch there's a lot of walking in these caves yeah. and previous episodes and it's just like at omega's sh- shoulder or whatever it's boring and uh, but this is the kind of thing where if you need to show that kind of exposition, ooh, this is good. This looks cool. Yeah, and I like when he says this is the way. You know, like the pacing on that was pretty good. You know. Yeah. But I pulled this shit out because I'm like, a lot of this, a lot of moments in this are maybe too dark. And uh, you know. And then we got the um, the uh, the uh, plaque, and Mandalore the Great is said to have tamed the mythical beast. And that so that's something I wanted to like touch on based off of having seen the episode now and those quotes that I read at the top of the show, um, where we have where they, they talk about taming it and writing it and stuff like that. So I'm of the opinion now that it they're not going to fight it. I think what's gonna happen at the end is the is Gideon and his boys are gonna show up once everybody's back on Mandalore and they're gonna try to uh, remove them from Mandalore. In a, in a one kind of maybe f- sort of final fight, if you will. And I think what's going to happen is at the end, she's going to come with the mythosaur and it's going to turn the attack. I think she's going to ride it into battle. And then, and then afterwards they will make the mythosaur armor for her. Maybe not out of the mythosaur, but maybe just like ornately designed after the mythosaur or something like that. 
Um, it was an assumption that it like they go they go against the mythosaur and then she has the armor, therefore it's crafted from it. Maybe it's not crafted from it. Maybe it's maybe it's something only like Mandalore could wear, you know, like the actual like leader Mandalore. <laughs> so put that out there. Oh man. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. I think it's I think no, it's not what I'm <laughs> just I had a bad vision. Oh, it. okay. The the milfasaur. The milfasaur. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a bad joke. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, we already got pog soup, man. We got fat ass like girl soup. So what do you I want? Know. But um <laughs> we got right here. We, we we can see like like the, the little horn, little eye, little horn, little eye, little horn, little eye, little horn. Back into the eye. left. Back into the left. Look at it. Ah. It's looking at you. It's looking at you. Smell, I smell Apple Jacks. Who got Apple Jacks? <laughs> and you know, you, you can see it's it's the fucking mythosaur. I don't know what that screenshot is. But and then we, we end with with Bo Katan panting. Like she's come to the <laughs> realization <laughs> that it's real. <laughs> but it's a um in in the in terms of like the, the like the lore of the show. We've had a lot of of expositional talk from Bo-Katan mentioning like the people fought themselves and like that led to the downfall because of your cult. Then we have the armorer saying um, the house crease lost its way. And, you know, this is the way kind of shit. It wasn't like working out. Then we have some callbacks to her father having died from Mandalore. And that, it's a good moment when he's like, this is the way. And then Grogu's like, yeah. And she's like, what are you looking at? You know, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like that moment. I thought that was like, really, really well done. It's a good and, uh, but I, I think what they're setting up is that if there is going to be sort of a compromise, a meeting in the middle, and I think uh, she becomes Mandalore, I think what we end up having is uh, a little bit of, of everyone sort of deciding on a, a new way. And, you know, maybe they don't have to wear the mask. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But it will, there will be some kind of, like, we know that that essentially happens. We know that, like, Christopher Lloyd's character is brought in at some point and stuff. So we, we know that there's going to be something to that effect. Or at least the crusty old white dude, as I as I heard he was called. And the crusty old dark-skinned dude. They come together. They they sort of, <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll, join, I'll join up forces at some point. And uh, so I have to, I have to imagine that there's some sort of just like, you know, agreement, but the weird thing is about this episode and the, the part that I'm, maybe it hasn't played out yet, but is at the end, uh, it does appear that Mando has the dark saber and it's like in the other episode, like he fucking just fucking beats Gideon's ass and throws him in prison. It's like, well, sword's mine now. And they're like, well, it's yours. You would in combat. But then this guy comes, this robot creature beats the shit out of Din Din, drinks his fucking blood. She shows up, kicks its ass. And then the sword's not hers. Like, what the fuck is that? Like that's I told you, man, this is both Favros to me. There's a Favro that made Iron Man one. And there's a Favro that made Iron Man two. Yeah, you know, and I just I, I'm so inconsistent. Like, there's cowboys and aliens, Favreau, and then there's Jungle Book, Favreau. I don't, I don't understand. But, but there's a chance that it when we get when we get to the armor, they're like, "Hey, I took him down there. What happened? How'd you get down there? There was this weird thing, and I I, I killed it for it. And then I said, and she's like, oh, so the dark saber's yours. That might happen. 
like that really that very she may be like the judge and jury who hears their their claim so to speak and then ashley's like oh and the dark saber is clearly yours and that and he asks he's like here or he hands they it could over. do none of that jason or they might not do any <laughs> but they might but they might and that that's what i'm leaving open so i'm not like i'm not calling it stupid yet but it could be stupid if if they don't if it's just like oh you know but i i kind of think um bestman and i were talking this morning and we were like i think we were both on the same page with this with this we kind of formulated this together we think that maybe they're not going to do that because what's going to happen is in the final fight with against homeboy uh gideon will get the dark saber back and if she shows up on the mythosaur and and like fucking like wins that fight at the end and picks it back up maybe they're going to let her get it from gideon to make the rematch to justify to rectify the loss that because she lost it to him before so that might be what they figure is like the the better story i i don't know it, it's it's possible you know but but it, where this could go is is pretty open so new channel member old republic once again thank you for becoming channel member says are they going to coruscant soon the fight on the frozen lake takes place at the end of the show i guess so that will take up a lot of screen time what does your crystal ball say mr ward yeah right now my take is the coruscant episode might be like like sort of our book of boba fett episode you know how book of boba fett all of a sudden there's like this din episode i wouldn't be surprised if we leave the mandalorian behind um overall and we end up with sort of pershing sneaking around going to coruscant to get him out there's two schools of thought about how that that goes um there's a rumor that i don't i don't know what's true on this but there's a rumor that like they literally used the the law that luke skywalker did not have the right to uh arrest gideon when he did and how he did it and that it like he gets out on a technicality <laughs> he's an imperial officer they all should be outlawed there's no uh, this is this is the uh this, this is, is really stupid well the, no but this is this is the uh the point remember we have to have the stupidity rob or we don't get the first order and so this is the uh start of people like wanting to like the first order that. should have just happened when everyone figured out the bloodlines went, when they figure out that luke skywalker and princess Leia are related to darth vader and then there's a seed of not trusting who mm. replaced the empire not this other thing like because that is the thing if you found out that hey we beat fucking hitler in world I war ii but i don't follow it turns, out, that. it turns out truman was related to hitler you fucking would have had a giant problem yeah but but, but i don't i don't follow you like we're, we're spooked by leia being darth vader's daughter so we start the first order like it, no it like means it, no it, it allows it allows the cracks to appear in that new republic where they're fighting amongst themselves and yeah. then there were, maybe we don't need this. Maybe we need an actual first order. Like we need to go back to originalism. The way we see, you know, conservatives now going, we got to go to the original constitution. Blah 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 blah. We need three fifths people. Blah 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 blah. But this whole like, well, no. See, you got a legal technicality. Like that shit to me, man, plays. It sounds sounds like prequel taxation territory stuff. You know, like mm -hmm. sorry. Like, I hope not. Well, but, well no, no, that's. It's literally exactly what 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 the, what what it is. Mon Mothma ends up putting out a doctrine that says we we're not going to make a centralized military. We're going to keep it 
off we're going to keep it away from that and the reason being is that yet we don't want an order 66 kind of situation to be able to arise again so Ever's everyone not good with political stuff dude everyone like everyone is going to miss make, with, with right. boba fett you know what but, i mean but this like, isn't this like isn't a favorite gilray was right if gilray was writing that this stuff and fine but i don't know you know mm-hmm. like, well no but once again this this wasn't written for this this wasn't created for this this was created in a book about the by the story group for like the general like what's going on at this time in the galaxy and um and really quickly um see right up here uh quentin you can see the join button next to the two blue buttons um at the top here on the making star wars like main page yeah the one that's grayed out great great job youtube yeah make it make it hard to find make it hard to find youtube smart right there you can see it right there We need that filter, that screen filter that R5 has, right? Mm-hmm. It's right there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, I, um, so like, like what, what you have, that's why you end up having like all of these like people that are just deciding that they're going to defend themselves. And what we saw at the beginning of the first episode is um, Navarro's like, we don't trust a faraway governmental body to govern us here. Fuck that. We're going to be independent. That's, that's like the vibe across the whole galaxy. And that's where they sort of are splintered. And that's what allows the First Order to exist out there and for all of this pirates and stuff like that to, to come about that we'll see in, in Skeleton Crew and shit. And so that's what allows for like that environment. Now, is that what happens in the episode? Is that why? Do they do they bust Gideon out lawfully or not? I don't know. I, I, would, I could see two arguments for it in terms of the plot. Uh, getting him out lawfully allows him to exist and be a threat that's like, oh shit, we have to deal with this and no one's going to help us. Uh, the other side of it is if the Republic is on it, then what do you need Mando and that group to deal with it? Shouldn't the New Republic be handling it? You know? So, but Mon, Mon Mothma fucks up in, in, in what she does uh, leads to an environment where the First Order is able to rise within 30 years and to eradicate the whole thing and you know but but we have to have that we can't have smart government in star wars we have to continually have flawed or it becomes peace wars not star wars right but right? we just don't need <laughs> we don't need we don't need corny writing you can still show the flawed government i just don't trust favreau to write that stuff man i i don't trust him to write the boba fett godfather mm-hmm. stuff and i this is this yeah. is the thing that i'm the most I don't know. Like, look, if well, I'm wrong, Favreau I will go did, and say that played great. You know, I is, will not come. I don't have an agenda yeah. with this. You know, no, I'm no, just... no. Is it is it clear though how this worked? Like, this is a larger Star Wars story beat and not a Favreau idea or a Favreau thing. This is like, no. What if he wrote it, he gets the credit for writing. No, he did. He didn't so write it. How, he didn't write. He wrote it. this episode. But when he when it's in the episode, this is an execution. after. This is from aftermath. From what, what what's Mon Mothma and the Republic up to? This is like the story group setting the tone about what all Star Wars properties have to adhere to, to what's happening at this moment in time in Star Wars. So Favreau has to, as well as somebody writing a comic book or somebody making a video game, uh, nine, six to nine years after Return of the Jedi, that's where we're at. So yeah, it just I'd it's, say if you come up with a better idea, you adjust. You don't hold to what Greg well, Whitta decided to write down one day. It wasn't Greg Whitta. Craig, Craig Windelin, whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, they all got we, similar we, names. I think it's w- Doug Wildebeest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah. <laughs> Gwendolyn Wildebeest Christie, Agatha, yeah, Junior, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, so but that's that's the whole thing. Like, like I I don't think it's a it's necessarily a bad idea if you have a system, you make your own military and you defend your, yourself, and then it's sort of like a United States kind of thing. It's like a bunch of states, and the each military each sector would come up and, and help each other. But then as we what we end up getting is uh, money comes into it. The Trade Federation Snoke uses money to corrupt Republic senators once again into not making the right calls and allowing like those forces to rise. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad story, but it could be implemented bad. I can see it being implemented poorly, but I can also see it like, oh, that, that's that's believable. But Mon Mothma fucks up. That, my big thing about it is I love Mon Mothma from Andor. Like Andor set up Mon Mothma where I'm like, fucking, she's great. Like I love this character. And then we have this fucking huge mistake at the end of her life that apparently kills her probably. But I believe she will be showing up in this series. I I think she's I think she's in a few of these shows, and um, so you know that might be uh, Carson who's talking to her in the trailer. Even don't know for certain now, <clears throat> but um, yeah. So who knows how that's gonna gonna play out? But you know you you have there's two ways of doing it. Uh, with with old with because we do see them on Coruscant where that Star Destroyer like in lockup and like it looks like it's to me I assumed it was like set to be dismantled and they were going to steal it before it's dismantled but it's a it's kind of it's, it's a it's a hard read but it's gonna all we know is that it, he's, he's gonna Moff Gideon will end up going after them on the frozen lake that Bestman Bulletin reported and um oh. and the fight that I talked about and uh, all of this stuff is making sense. And I, I know he gets a, he comes with a Mando helmet, his own Mando helmet when he shows up. So I, I'm guessing when he gets out of prison, he's pretty fucking mad. And uh, that's where like where the big fight will, will happen. And I'm also going to predict that the mythosaur busts through that ice, that she goes down into the mines of Mandalore, gets on it and it fucking goes up and it's going to crush out of that ice like in a fucking badass shot that that's my prediction at this point and if a source is watching this and wants to wants to tell me i'm wrong or right please do i'd appreciate that <laughs> it would be great to like not a get Freddy Krueger worm and bust oh. out of the floor remember when it was like eating that girl and she's like ah yeah yeah i love that puppet i, I love that shit that's why dream Warriors is my favorite one probably yeah, it is mine too. Yeah, it's good. Um, in my dreams, I'm bad, and she and then she has like heroin fingers. Ah, but um, she was my favorite too. <laughs> she's good. Yeah, she's good. She's a foxy lady. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. Do we do we want to give the episode a number? Would or do we give episode numbers on the show? I don't even know. I I honestly like. I know this is probably like not in step with everyone else, but. I like the first episode more. I found the first episode to be a bit more delightful, but so I'd probably give it like a 7.5. I don't yeah. I'm, um, I like a lot of it, dude. It's just the Paley Modus. I'm not being mean on her. I just, mm -hmm. uh, the execution of all this is grating to me. Mm -hmm. So like, there, I, I could just, I wish I could just, you don't, you don't like her hair. 
No, I just don't like her. Like I don't I don't like I don't like the repeating jokes three times. So if you didn't get it the first two or even four times and having to having to say something like if they're uncomfortable, she's in her own home. She's not uncomfortable. She's just I don't know. It's not my when when the pit droids are like way more serious than your human actor, you got problems, you know? So like I, there are A's to me in this episode and there are d minuses to me in this episode but there's far more great i mean the the visual effects and the the mandalore like all that stuff was was dope so you know i would i would say yeah 7.5 is right and there are points where it gets up to like an 8.5 i thought Mm -hmm. the execution of that villain that design of it the look of it that's the kind of stuff that i'm looking for out of like action figure star wars more than gordian shard you know like mm-hmm. that stuff was dope. even those morlocks were were pretty creepy and cool you know if they had been speaking english there's someone in our camp you know like i would have been like <laughs> motherfuckers you know <laughs> you, you had to do it you had to, and the r5 joke alone like the shaking and then the backing up and stuff was was fantastic i, I thought that stuff was great so yeah, yeah i guess quick. 7.5 when you average it i guess you know whatever when they had um the powder scene, did it look well, kind of too fake ish? Again, that's because you it you're it's scaled way out. If you were in this the that little spear with them, uh, right? In a way that wasn't like Robert Rodriguez shooting it and Boba Fett. Like if you actually you have to when, when, remember in, during the pod race when you scale out and you see like little pods moving around, they look they look weird when it's when it's first person pod racing through the the Bunta Eve desert, that shit's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. So like it's just how it's shot and the the point of the experience. They're like, no, it's just an exterior shot, and they're doing the stuff. So it looks like little RC Pro Am cars, you know. Because <laughs> of it. I love that game. <clears throat> Which I found out when I was a kid, the game plays easier if you stand up and like you would hold an RC car controller. It, standing up it plays it way different than sitting down it, it is weird like, that I, that was that was on the cover of nintendo power magazine when my issues were still free when they were just sending them to me it was a good yeah. time. how about you max would you do you do you give do you give numbers can can the show get your number 8.9.27 jeez that's specific yeah All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's because of because of Palemoto's hair, right? Yeah, and the missing tooth. Mm-hmm. She whistles now when she talks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, honorable mention to this Rodian's fancy ass shirt. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was it was pretty fancy. I don't have a good screenshot of it, but is he has like a paisley that's, shirt on? That's where like if he was the guy that owned the little racer that had crashed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like I don't know. There's there's a whole i think there's just no real b story there's mm-hmm. just an a story and other characters are showing up for it you know there isn't this, like... this is this moment is just supposed to be fun yeah i i think it's... i know but it wasn't that's it's not fun mm-hmm. I it's not, not fun. i'm going on the you didn't have fun that's for sure you're no, i believe no, you. I, I don't know no, no, I mean, no, it's no. easy to get past you know because... who had fun everyone on set they were making each other laugh you could tell you know you know you know when we all make each other laugh and then no one else is laughing yeah, I do it all the time. Like, is, is anybody in the chat still here? Is anybody in the chat still here? Was it fun or was it not fun? You know, they left. So I don't know. Um, thoughts on firing of Gina Carano? 
What is this, uh, what is yeah, this tyrant? Like, <laughs> who keeps bringing this up? Who cares? No, um, your freedom of speech isn't isn't under threat. Yeah, um, it is. It's under threat. Yeah, no. it's under threat. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, it um, is. When you when you when you go to work, and you do, you can't just say whatever you want. You can't just start talking about politics at work, uh, even like not necessarily depending on where you work. And uh, context matters for that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, she uh, felt how she felt. She felt that she needed to say what she needed to say, and it was more important than working with Disney. And uh, they talked to her, and she felt what she had to say was more important. And uh, so they parted ways. Fair enough, I say. Th thoughts about firing Patty Jenkins? Are your jobs under threat? <laughs> um, I say fire Patty Jenkins for those stupid fucking skates. Mm -hmm. stupidest thing i've ever hey, seen in my I life i like the skates that's actually the one thing i was like that really works like i would <laughs> it's not a balls to roller skate on a runway it's wet too you know <laughs> yeah I, i'm horrible at skates can't stop them just run into walls yeah it, it, it is it, <laughs> it, it it is uh we we are into to a place too with with uh cara dune where she wouldn't have fit into any of this and she, I, she has a job no one's watching her shitty movies like, if you fucking love her so much, she has a job at the Daily Beast. You can go watch her films and support them. Sure. Like, she's not fired. She got out of the work. Just no one cares. Well, I, I would, no I would also cares. say, like, is freedom of speech in jeopardy when everybody heard what she had to say? She was heard. Yeah. Very heard. And then just turns out that a she's lot She's still on Twitter. Hear still on Twitter. <laughs> like, where's she still saying? going strong, yeah. Yeah. So... That's, her that's boy plenty. Elon's in charge now, so she should be queen of Twitter at this fucking point. Like, whoa, I don't know about that. What? I don't know about queen of Twitter. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I was thinking maybe I would be queen of Twitter first. <laughs> hey, remember when she was killed in Deadpool? That was an, a woke agenda too, right? Mm, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't see that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. toothpicks. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, Mandalore got a plaque. That's cool. How's the Disney <laughs> Civil War going, Jason? Any updates on that? Like, like... Oh, it's it's going it's it's going crazy. Still waiting for that. You know, every every six months we gotta wheel out the same useless arguments. I got nothing else. I just want to know is the Civil War still going on? Patty's out. Yeah. Floney's in. Right. Ryan's yeah. out. Ryan. Ryan's Ryan. Out. We gotta fire Ryan, but we can't fire. All right, right. right. We got three freedom freedom of speech. If, but if you write a Star Wars movie, you don't like they should be removed from ever working again. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Can yeah, you imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. how how hilarious it would be if that was true? Like, if all of that Pasha stuff was true, like how fucking crazy they'd be! Like, I'm fired again. Do I have do I have to clean out my I, desk? Or can I, I would just come be back so tomorrow? <laughs> I would be so angry. We weren't getting a documentary about it. Like, <laughs> like we, you know, like we should. There, there's if if we had a little fu money, Jason. There's yeah, a yeah. series to be made where we shoot it like documentary style, where the Civil War rumors were all true. You know, like we all just filmed that at Disney and Lucas. Well, like, like um, Poker Face did uh, an episode of what if I basically what if Kathleen Kennedy was what they say, and it's hilarious. It's yeah, I know. I, I'm going to watch it. We're just in we're in between two shows. I can't. My wife what, can't what, handle three different shows. What 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 shows are you watching? We're watching anime. We're watching some Trigun, and we're mm. watching Mando right now. So she's mm. we only got time for two things. You know. Yeah, so. watching Chainsaw Man. It's pretty good. Pretty good anime. Pretty it's funny. It's not my thing. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Um, it's not my favorite or anything, but I like it. I'm laughing. Yeah. 
How about you, Max? You watching any shows, or you just living your best cat life? Living my best cat life. That's fair. No, I'm That's watching fair. Mando and the Bad Bitch. Mm-hmm. The Bad and, Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and lots of music. Lots so. of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how was How was Bad Batch for you this week? Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see yesterday's or today's. Big yet. fan, you got called out. I put you on the hot seat. <laughs> Shut up, We're bitch. firing Max now. We're firing Max for not watching the bad bitch. You got your band to stand a show. You come back in a week. <laughs> hey, it's not Wednesday's not over yet. The party's just started. <laughs> <laughs> she says it while she's yawning, Jason. It's like when you and James were up at two in the morning to review an episode. Hey, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> um yeah i i oh and and uh the last part was how how is how is meg's doll doing i i hope i hope it's doing well i mean she's not here today so i assume she's just going to town on it to be honest with you um i watched bad batch and without going i don't want to we're going to end the show now but um bad batch was highly effective very good but it's what the show should normally be so I don't really feel like patting it on the back for like do for being like what it should generally be. You know, so what I mean? last last episode I thought should have been introduced like several shows ago. Yes. Yeah. Because that's like where it seems like everything's gonna start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the oh, last 30 more episodes. Gotta take your time. Like the Hobbit. <laughs> four movies, Jason. Four movies, three seasons, and a funeral. <laughs> Omega washing dishes soon. Um, yeah, but the, the good news for, for people who are watching The Bad Batch or who are just waiting to hear which ones they should watch, this newest one was one you should watch, and then the next lead up until the end. All of these ones are relevant. Uh, I'd say it's a very awkward season. But these last five episodes are are probably worth worth your time. Whereas most of the stuff before it, I don't think you actually need to watch it usually. So that's where I'm at with it. I lied, Jason. We are watching a third show, but I don't think you guys would consider it a show. It's a streamer called Mage Master 22, and he's playing through The Legend of Zelda for the first time. I'm watching a 30-something British-year-old man like who, whose first Zelda game was Ocarina of Time discovered that there were Zelda mechanics before Ocarina of Time is the best. Like, I love it. Like, like yeah. he's really good. Like, super yeah. fun. All right. As, I don't consider it a show, but I consider it watching you. He's very but, entertaining. It's, I but, would say it's the closest. It's, it's like playing with a friend, you know, like he's very, he's very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I, I have a, um, a Steam Deck and we set it up for emulation to the TV. And like, so we like me and the, the kids, like we play games that they never played before. And it's kind of fun, like watching them, like try to figure shit out that like I take for granted today. So it's probably kind of a similar experience in that way. Like when we we're playing Zelda and stuff, but all right. Well, Max, mm-hmm. you had a video out on your birthday and uh, everyone should, should, should check out Max's video. It's, it's audio video. only. Or that, uh, yeah, it's on YouTube is what I mean to say. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the remix is is super good. I prefer the remix, which is a rare, rare thing. I like that remix a lot that you. That's you cool. Yeah. Thank you. And like uh, St. Vincent's uh, Metallica, Jason, you prefer the remix, right? I prefer the remix. Uh, or St. Vincent actually um, has a couple of, of remixes that are actually better than, better than the original than the original yeah but it's like it's like she did it you know what i mean like she was involved in it 
and so it's like a almost like a different rendition so but uh yeah anyways we'll be back tomorrow 1 p.m pacific standard time doing we'll give you an update on the gina carano situation minute by minute for the next eight years right <laughs> please right. do please do yeah 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 um this <laughs> breaking show news. To update everybody like gina, <laughs> gina carano is my internet girlfriend and i'm here to defend her honor until my death even grief carga had to inform everyone what's up it's like fine <laughs> who cares <laughs> yeah um dale says before we go you mean one two four and five were mission of the week everything else is pretty relevant there we go that's that's the most succinct way of putting it so like the first four police academies were good and everything after that it's pointless Right. I like the walk in five when they get in those balloons, though. The poster was pretty good. That's too. four. That was four? Four was Sharon the Sharon Stone okay. and the balloon. It's five, race. Florida? Five is when well, they go to, no, five. Yeah, it's when they go to Miami Beach. Miami. Yeah. yeah mission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know this and I wish I didn't. <laughs> no, no. It, I'm dumber for having remembered this. It's not helping. Hey, man, there was a time when Steve Gutenberg ruled Hollywood and he was the, our, our overlord. We don't talk about it a lot, but it's you true. wish. What did you, did you say, Putinberg or Gutenberg? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Yeah. Putinberg is the guy is the <laughs> Steve Gutenberg in a Putin mask, and he's starting wars in Russia. Oh, they really okay. should cast him to be in the Rangers of the High Republic. Let's just put Mahoney in there. Let's do it. Where the fuck is where the fuck is is Gutenberg these days? Like, what's he up to, man? Anybody? No, we did? went. We went. Uh, don't move, dirtbag girl. What's her name? Well, you're talking about about uh. Don't move, dirtbag. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hooks died, unfortunately. Oh, she oh, did. She passed away. Yeah, she passed away like a couple years ago. Yeah. How about Tackleberry. Oh. Tackleberry alive? Yeah. Tackleberry is alive. High Towers passed. High Towers dead. Really? Yeah, well, this is a bummer. Thanks for bringing the whole place down. Whoever brought it, Police Academy now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Michael Winslow and Steve Gutenberg are still around. That's really all you need. You just need those two cats. Yeah. Because that's the first movie was their friendship when they meet at the the jail and they go into police. It was so, more like Stripes in that way. If you go watch the first one, you know, and then, yeah. it, then it becomes like Meatballs or Cannonball Run with cops kind of like deal. Yeah. You know? Oh, and put Bobcat in it though. I like Bobcat. I like this character, like the punk no. turns cop. Yeah, no, Bobcat's great. No. Bobcat's the best. <laughs> Love Bobcat. Bobcat and Sweet Chuck is when it. Yeah. I, I I do admit, Sweet Chuck is the coolest name for a cop I've ever heard. <laughs> when you just started that, I thought you were doing a Bobcat impression for a second. I, I thought you were No, I'm special like him too. You know, That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel I, pretty good, Kay. <laughs> I yeah. like Mando. <laughs> All right. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone all right, we'll right. see everyone we'll see everyone tomorrow uh we'll be, we'll be back thank you for uh being coming a channel member being a channel member supporting the channel and uh the podcast audio will be up keep this as a podcast if you want whatever uh if you're mad about gina carano or something like that cool uh have fun someday she will touch yeah. your penis i promise if you keep it up she will touch <laughs> your penis keep oh, the dream no. alive you Poor can manifest gina. it you can manifest Poor it Poor you Gina. can do it. You can do it. I promise. <laughs>